4: Good evening, fellow patriots, fellow occupants of the Basket of Deplorables. Great to have you along as we enter into the fourth and final hour of the Bobby Mack Electric Radio program as we get the work week started here on Monday. And as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed. Here is how you join me and be a part of the conversation today. Just grab your phone, use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number 800 347-1063, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number 71307, and my email address remains bob at 1063word.com. Plenty of local TV coverage as well today of the president's visit to uh, the upstate of South Carolina, Air Force One, landing at GSP International Airport, and then, of course, uh, helicoptering on uh, Marine One, uh, up to uh, Western North Carolina, where the president uh, visited a number of, of uh, businesses up there, and then returning to GSP and uh, and pretty cool to uh, to have the president here in the Upstate. I know a lot of people uh, were uh, energized and charged up by the presidential visit today. You know, it, it's uh, it, it's sad. It, it's one of the uh, consequences of the uh, the overarching progressive influence in media. It used to be that if you wanted a little escapism, uh, you could watch a game. You could watch a baseball game. You could watch a basketball game. You could watch a football game. You could watch a golf tournament uh, without fear of being intruded upon with a progressive message from uh, either the uh, athletes themselves or the commentators who cover this stuff. But they're, they're all woke. They're all down for the struggle. And sadly, now it's intruded to the point where you can't even watch anything without it having some kind of political message inserted. Even in the golf tournaments, CBS is having some of their sportscasters do these 30-second moral lectures to us about how we need to to fight systemic racism, blah, blah, blah. In the first place, who appointed these people to lecture us about race to begin with? But we'll set that aside for the moment as we turn to the sports slash politics page of the Bobby Mac show. Controversial liberal journalist, Jameel Hill, you may remember her, She abortively anchored uh, ESPN's primetime 6 p.m. newscast until the outrageous things that she said got her yanked. Uh, Jameel Hill caused waves of shock on Twitter Sunday when she tweeted that America is just as bad as Nazi Germany. Now, I guess, you know, when you stop and consider that many of these liberals are know-nothings when it comes to history in general, uh, we should expect this kind of insulting tweet. Quote, been reading Isabel Wilkerson's new book, Cast, that's as in cast system, and if you were of the opinion that the United States wasn't nearly as bad as Nazi Germany, how wrong you are. Can't encourage you enough to read this masterpiece. As the tweet went viral, many public figures, regardless of ideology or ethnicity, responded with outrage over her analogy. David Hookstead of the Daily Caller said, imagine living in this kind of delusional fantasy land. Einie Stepman of the Independent Women's Forum said, as someone whose family lived, and some not, through both Nazi and communist regimes. This is absolutely disgusting. And at Jamil Hill, if you spent one month in a real authoritarian state, you would come crying back here, kissing the ground you walked on in the USA. Former Democratic New York Assemblyman Dove Heikand said reminder for Jameel Hill about just a few of the differences between America and Nazi Germany. Uh, Earlier this month, Oprah Winfrey announced she had chosen Isabel Wilkerson's Exploration of Race and Hierarchy in the U.S., cast, the book is called, The Origins of Our Discontents as her latest book club pick. Uh, the 58-year-old Wilkerson is an author and journalist who won the National Book Critics Circle Award in 2011 for her previous book, The Warmth of Other Suns*, about the black migration from the South in the early 20th century. In Caste, she looks at American history and the treatment of blacks and finds what she calls an enduring, unseen, and unmentioned caste system not like those not unlike those in india or nazi germany that is yet to be fully confronted uh-huh hill now a writer for the atlantic famously called president trump a white supremacist on twitter in 2017 that's uh, that's the tweet that uh, got her yanked off espn uh, they initially declined to punish her but then Uh, Suspended her for two weeks in October 2017 after she violated the company's social media guidelines again. Uh, Somebody else had uh, tweeted uh, in response to hers. uh, Been reading Jameel Hill's tweet about the book cast. And if you are of the opinion that Jameel Hill has the intelligence of a cactus, how wrong you were. <laughs> Meantime, the insults continue to fly. Or maybe reality shows its ugly face. Los Angeles Clippers forward Montrezl Har- Harrell has apologized to Dallas Maverick star Luka Doncic on Sunday for a comment he made during game three of their playoff series. And I'm going to use his quote, which is not uh, welcomed in uh, family listening circles. So you may want to go away for 10 seconds or so. Harrell was seen coming over to Doncic during warmups ahead of their game four matchup. Harrell called Donnie a, quote, bitch-ass white boy, end quote, which drew the ire of some NBA fans. Some? Harrell addressed the apology in a tweet. If gone, get the story, get it right, all I ask no one spoke wit me, W-I-T, to do anything. I approached him and cleared the air from all the outside nonsense that was being said. Nothing but respect for Luka. He understood the heat of the battle, and he said it didn't bother him, only respect, in all caps. Clippers coach Doc Rivers said he addressed the incident with the player, saying you just have to be careful. They both were talking. I don't think Luca was saying anything racial, but he was swearing, so they were both doing it. It's an emotional game. It's a playground game out there in the playoffs. I said to him, hey, I don't think you meant anything racially by it. By it. He said, white boy, but I don't think it was anything racially intended. Well, let me ask you this, Doc. If somebody else had used the N-word... Would you also be saying that was not racially intended? No fine, no suspension, no benching. It wasn't racially intended to call him a well, what he called him. Six fifteen here on the Bobby Mack Show. When we come right back on the other side, Roger Goodell is also woke. He now has further comments on his relationship with that uh, great American Colin Kaepernick. Talk about that as well next here on The Bobby Mack Show. Welcome back 621 here on the Bobby Mac show on this Monday evening. We're of course continuing to keep a weather eye out on uh, Marco, uh, which was downgraded to a tropical system and has already made uh, landfall and then Laura for later in the week. And it looks as if uh, from uh, the outflow boundaries of these, uh, of these two storms that we could see kind of a cloudy and, uh, and rainy week. We will see meantime they're battening down the hatches uh, around new Orleans As well. So uh, we'll continue to keep you uh, apprised of the progress of these storms. Uh, Meantime, as I mentioned, uh, Roger Goodell, uh, who now is a bold race warrior, apparently tells Fox Sports, I wish we had listened er earlier on the issues of kneeling and race. Uh, Emmanuel Ocho, uh, Ocho, A C H O, A uh, ex-NFL linebacker and current analyst for Fox Sports 1, sat down with uh, the NFL's fearless leader uh, during an interview uh, for his uh, podcast, uh, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, which tells you where this is coming from. Goodell, who claimed he is very comfortable talking about race, said that when uh, Colin Kaepernick and other players were peacefully protesting during the playing of the National Anthem, he wished he knew back then what was going on in the communities. When I had the chance to sit with our players, I never had the chance to sit with Kaepernick, but I talked with Kenny Stills a lot, Eric Reed, Malcolm Jenkins, and Quan Bolden, so many other players that you know, some of them sacrificed a great deal. Well, no wonder he never talked to these guys, you know. He's, he's making, what, $40, $50 million a year. Uh, he told Goodell that the message he put out a couple of months ago was, quote, valuable. as At least as a former player, as a black man in society, that message, it resonated with me. It spoke to me, Akko said to the NFL commissioner. You said you listened, you heard, you learned. You even apologized to so many, but he mentioned there wasn't a specific message or apology to Kaepernick. So he asked Goodell if he could publicly express his remorse and apologize to Kaepernick. Uh, what is it that he would say? Goodell responded, "Well, the first thing I'd say is I I wish we had listened earlier, uh, Cap, to what you were kneeling about and what you were trying to bring attention to." We had invited him in several times to have the conversation, to have the dialogue. I wish we had the benefit of that. We never did. You know, we would have benefited from that, absolutely. And for people who think the peaceful protests were about the flag, Goodell claimed it wasn't. It's not about the flag. The message here that what our players is doing is being mischaracterized. Oh, really? These are not people who are unpatriotic. They're not disloyal. They're not against our military. In fact, many of those guys who are in the military, what they are trying to do is exercise their right to bring attention to something that needs to get fixed. Uh Uh-huh. So that's why uh, Kaepernick wears uh, socks with his game uniform uh, that has pigs Dressed in police uniforms? Okay. Thank you, Mr. Commissioner. Let's see how your ratings turn out this year. 625 here on the program. Uh, Today at uh, Zero Hedge, a fellow named uh, Tom Luanga, uh, writing at uh, his blog, said, uh, I was asked for comments by Sputnik News the other day. About Democrat nominee Joe Biden's assertion he would lock down the entire country if the scientists told him to, uh, told him to. As you can imagine, I didn't hold back. The idea that the scientists who have been the most vocal in advising President Trump and other world leaders would give Biden the honest answer about how to deal with COVID-19 at this point is beyond laughable. I'm sorry, but the official. Arbiters of science have done nothing but lie, delay, obfuscate, and oversell the threat of this virus. And their miscommunication, intentional, well-meaning, or just incompetent, has cost humanity hundreds of billions, if not trillions, in accumulated wealth and time. Those things translate directly into lives lost and opportunities destroyed. Has Biden not looked around and seen the multiplying protest worldwide against these idiotic and tyrannical lockdowns? Biden's handlers are telling him to campaign on this because they're trying to hold together the state, the religion of the left, as the final arbiter of truth and societal best practices while it fails right in front of our eyes. And I believe this is why they're trying so hard to hold on to that narrative so tightly. No one wants to watch their belief system wither and die on the vine. No one is comfortable with having these fundamental premises which form their worldview, be revealed as inadequate to the task. But that's exactly what's happening to progressives and socialists of all stripes. Of all these social welfare systems, all of them are failing from over and imminent failures to produce. Everything that's been unleashed upon us in 2020 is a direct result of this mad scramble to claw back the power of the White House by any means necessary. And it's woken a lot of people out of their slumber as to what they can expect from their government. We selected the wrong man for president four years ago, and Congress has worked nonstop on both sides of the political aisle to ensure he doesn't achieve anything of lasting significance. Somehow, they think continuing to lie about him and talk down to us will somehow become enduring and endearing. So in the context of that and the freak show that was this year's Democrat National Convention, I answered Sputnik's questions with a frankness that honestly surprised me. My full answers are below. You be the judge. President Trump has resisted calls for another shutdown, despite a spike in Chinese flu cases in many states this summer. Trump and members of his administration have argued a new lockdown would cause irreparable damage to the economy. At the same time, Joe Biden is considering such an option if necessary. What's your opinion? I've been quite clear that Democrats have used COVID as an excuse to destroy the U.S. economy and blame it on President Trump. I've written extensively on the subject. Biden is playing to his base that wrongly believes the path to safety from the virus is more draconian lockdowns rather than building herd immunity, as we've seen in places like Sweden. This is an extension of a concerted effort to destabilize the U.S. and continue a climate of fear over a virus with an effective lethality rate lower than the annual flu. And he goes on in that vein. But if you're wondering why Biden says this weekend, yeah, if the scientists told me to, I'd lock it all down again. They believe it plays to their political benefit. 6.30 here on The Bobby Mac Show, and he's ready with the news. I'm right with back with the uh, the last half of the bonus hour here on Monday on WORD. Welcome back. Six thirty-six now. Twenty-four before seven. Let's get right to the phones because uh, Barbara in Greer has been uh, patiently waiting to join us. Hi, Barbara, and welcome to the program.
2: Good, good evening, Bob. So good to hear you. Wow. Uh,
4: what What is What is up with your phone, Barbara? It's uh, I can I can barely hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Let
2: I'm me see if I get inside. If it helps,
4: does that help? Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's substantially Okay, better.
2: good. I'm sorry. and I'm I, sorry. I was trying to get a butterfly off my desk. Anyway, aren't Money, <laughs> Penny, and Annie doing a great do- job keeping the technology up during all this?
4: As they do each and every day.
2: Each and every day, each and patiently doing. My question, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but mm-hmm. has anybody answered the question of why it took so long for Trump or Mike Pence to get anybody on their COVID task force that
4: disagreed with Burks and Fauci. Boy, that's a, that's a last couple of weeks. That's a, that's a great question, Barbara. And, and I guess, you know, because of their reputation and having dealt with the HIV and, and everything that happened previous to this, they were sold to the president as the world's most preeminent authorities, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, yep. the president uh, mm. took these advisors at their word and said, well, okay, you know, these are the epidemiologists who uh, know everything about these uh, contagions. So uh, we'll, we'll listen and follow their advice. And, and why follow Why anybody, uh, and, and I'm guilty of this as well, because I shared with this audience uh, that report from that London wacko who has never been right yeah. about anything, the one who predicted 2 million deaths in America. And and that apparently yeah. is the study that Fauci and Dr. Scarf and the rest of them were using. And it was totally wrong, obviously. Well, and you and Tara were both saying back in April, hey, let's listen
2: to, to Dr. Scott uh, Atlas and Pionides right. and and all that and i just kept thinking why are we being held hostage by these two credited accredited dodos i guess i don't know i don't want to say yeah, especially I can't say when on the air,
4: well especially when one of them uh, dr fauci as we learned later uh, after we had uh, listened to his recommendations and taken his advice to shut down the entire planet uh, was a, a big Hillary booster, and it sent her uh, love and kisses text messages and emails following her Benghazi testimony. I mean, if that doesn't tell you oh, where mm-hmm. Fauci is coming from, Everything. Uh, then, you know, wake up and, and see, smell Trump- the coffee. Yeah,
2: and Trump is so more common sense than that. Yeah. And it just surprises me that nobody slipped him a note and said, we got to get some more. Um, because like when the ACC and the SEC said, we're going to get our own studies done and they put right. all this junk. So I don't know. It's just really frustrated me, but thank you for a great show again, Bob. Take care. Have a good evening.
4: Thank you, Barbara. I appreciate the call. Yeah. And, and I guess, uh, being that it was a, a medical emergency and by the way, uh, the left can say all they want about you know, blood on Trump's hands from his handling of this. But in point of fact, you know, if you go back and look at the, at the Obama-Biden administration and their handling of H1N1, whoa, uh, it was terrible. There were 100,000 fatalities uh, before they even mentioned having a problem with H1N1. And President Trump is correct when he says when he cut down travel from China, uh, when he reduced uh, travel uh, from Western Europe as well, uh, Biden was out there saying that Trump was a racist. Go back and look at his comments from February. Oh, Trump, he's he's nothing but a virulent uh, xenophobe and a racist cutting off uh, the travel from uh, China. and He's only doing that to blah, blah, blah. And as it turns out, uh, the president is also correct in saying it would have been substantially worse had he not done that. But, of course, you're never going to hear that in the media because, uh, you know, uh, 24-7, 365, it's bad orange man, Trump bad, Biden good. Look at the idiots in that convention last week. If you want to call it a convention, uh, it was it was nothing more than... A, a never ending infomercial, you know, Bill Clinton, I, I don't think anybody in the in the party, anybody in the in the Democrat progressive Marxist Party has the least inkling of self awareness. Otherwise, why would you have Bill Clinton get up there and talk about the ethical or professional requirements? Required for the Oval Office, <laughs> you know. And here's a—he—he he wants to lecture Trump on how the Oval Office uh, must uh, project uh, what was it—positive presidential power and inspired decision making and resolute authority. And in the same moment, of course, it doesn't occur to him. He is reminding everybody of his Oval Office trysts with Monica Lewinsky, (laughs) by the way, at the same time that uh, a picture surfaces in social media of Slick Willie getting a neck rub from an Epstein girl in an interlude on one of their flights on his plane, and you want to talk about lack of self-awareness, how about Obama? Mentioning the Constitution and the rule of law, Uh, two things that he managed to avoid. I mean, wasn't it Obama who uh, planned in that same Oval Office that uh, Slick Willie wanted to uh, reference? Uh, Didn't they plan the destruction of Donald Trump's National Security Advisor, General Flynn, right there? Didn't Obama oversee all these illegal DOJ and FBI spy cases? despite being warned by the way that the calls with uh, with between Flynn and the Russian ambassador were legitimate Self-awareness yeah Nope, not home. It's not here. Don't pay any attention to what we did. Pay attention to what we're saying now. You know, the, these people are parodies of themselves, and men don't even know it. You know, they're they're in their own little bubble. Oh, we're doing great. Yeah, yeah. More fires in uh, Portland, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Texter says, uh, oh, my gosh, Clemson employee must take one unpaid day off. What will they do? Well, they better sequester themselves. Uh, Bob, Roger Goodell, a pandering butt kisser, doesn't want to harm his cash cow. Well, he's killing the goose that laid the golden egg and his $40 million a year salary along with it. Hey, Bobby, I want Roger Goodell to name one kneeling NFL player who is prior military. The few in the league that I know of refuse to take a knee. Uh, Bobby Goodell is uh, just trying to save his own butt. Disgusting. Uh, Bobby Goodell is an idiot, and the NFL is about to fall. And hard. Uh, Bobby, just when I think uh, Roger Goodell couldn't get more irritating, it's like he's saying, here, hold my spritzer before he does something else stupid. <laughs> and they they do it all the time. 14 before 7 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Take our last break. Come back with the closing minutes here on Monday on WORD.
3: we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com/network today.
2: Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.
4: Welcome back. Boy, it's been a big day here in the upstate and uh, in western North Carolina with the visit of uh, President Trump. Uh, The RNC convention tonight, of course, in Charlotte, night number one. Uh, The president, by the way, will be making a a speaking appearance each night of the convention. And then on Thursday night, of course, he'll be doing the big acceptance speech. And and I have a feeling it's going to be a barn burner, maybe reminiscent of uh, the one. Uh, that he gave uh, back uh, in the summer uh, when he was uh, at, uh, uh, what do you call it, Where the Mount Rushmore, uh, which was a speech that uh, probably was given very little attention in, in mass media. I think Fox carried it, maybe one American news network as well. But that was uh, probably the best speech that he has given during his time in office, referencing, America's tradition, heritage, uh, and, and how he is standing up for our freedoms and liberties. And uh, the, the people that are associated with the uh, Democrat Progressive Marxist Party and B O M and Antifa uh, all are, are trying to uh, destroy all of that. In on the text line 71307. Oh, and, and one other note on the convention. Uh, we will be streaming... The convention tonight tomorrow night and wednesday night and then on thursday night when the president makes uh, the previously referred to acceptance speech uh, we will carry that on air as well as online so on thursday uh, mark levin uh, and uh, following programming uh, will uh, be uh, preempted that night Uh, bobby fauci does not deserve his reputation in dealing with hiv he was the health official who spread the idea that heterosexual non-bloodborne non spread of HIV was common. And we still don't have a vaccine for HIV, even though Fauci's been working on it for 30 years. Uh, Bobby, if you look into Fauci, uh, referred to here as fraud-chi, you can find evidence that when the U.S. government set the moratorium. To end chimeric testing of viruses, Fauci took $3 million in in taxpayer money and gave it to a lab in, guess where, Wuhan, China, to continue the research. He's behind the whole thing so he can profit from the magic vaccine from uh, the Joker. Well, look at the way they, they keep downplaying uh, hydroxy. You know, why should they they want to have a, uh, a drug that effectively treats the Wuhan flu for ten bucks, uh, w- when we can have a vaccine that nobody has any confidence in because it's been done on the quick and cost uh, fifty bucks or a hundred.. Uh, bu- bu- uh, Bobby laughing again. Larry is getting some requests for membership from Barack Obama. To join the Democrat Party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a dream come true, right? Got to wrap things up for today. Thanks so much for being along. We do it again tomorrow following, of course, El Rushbow. Have a great Monday evening. Enjoy the convention. See you tomorrow. God bless.